Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, who on the St. Louis Blues is primed to have a breakout season? If anybody, I'm going to be giving my thoughts on players that I think are going to break out this year for the St. Louis Blues and why maybe the Blues might not have a single breakout player. But that might be a positive thing. I don't know. Should be a fun episode. I'm looking forward to going through it on all that stuff. Uh, Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hyman. If you don't know me, my Twitter is right there, at Josh Hyman NHL, the YouTube channel, at Lockdown Blues. You can see close to 100 episodes, maybe more, of my beautiful face talking about the St. Louis Blues throughout this past season. Uh, the podcast, Lockdown Blues, you know, if you're here, you can know it. Uh, check it all out. Uh, but introductions aside... Welcome back. It's been a minute. Uh, I've been traveling. Uh, I am currently at my girlfriend's house in Maryland. Uh, that's why there's a new background and all that fun stuff. Um, so been a few days off here and there, but I'm back in action looking to get three episodes out this week. Uh, this is my second attempt at recording this episode. I'm having some internet issues and I can kind of tell already now um, that the the video is looking a little bit a little bit laggy. So I, I'm praying that this... Um, this this video turns out all right. Uh, I was twelve minutes into another one, um, and then the my Wi-Fi went down. I've been having some internet issues on my computer, um, and it's it's just not agreeing with me. So I'm hoping that I can stay connected to the internet for this full episode um, and get this out to you guys, get it downloaded. So if there's any delays there or the quality is a little bit lower than usual, apologies. That's why I'm working on it. I'm doing my best, but I'm already just seeing now that the the connection does look a little bit uh, laggy um, just watching the video back on my screen. So um, I hope that it's, it's all right for you guys. Um, the audio should still be totally fine. Um, so if the video is, you know, too too hard to watch or doesn't turn out right, check it out on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, or Apple Podcasts, I should say, all that good stuff. But I appreciate you bearing with me. Um, I'm, trust me, I'm working, working through it as well. Like I said, we've already recorded this whole episode practically. And now we're giving it another take, take two. So got off track there got off uh, on a tangent uh, without further ado though let's get into the episode let's talk about some hockey uh thanks to anyone out there who makes locked on makes locked on blues your first listen makes us part of your daily routine you know free and available all podcast platforms youtube etc the numbers have still been doing really well lately even with the off season and the less episodes um in the month of august all that stuff so appreciate that truly um but let's get into it so i got a dm on twitter from a guy named jake bischel jake if you're listening uh, appreciate the idea. He DM'd me. He asked me who I thought might be the Blues' biggest breakout player in this upcoming season. I thought, you know what? That's such a good question. Um, I'm going to theme a whole episode around it. So I thought about it. Um, I also asked you all on Twitter on the Lockdown Blues account at Lockdown Blues on Twitter. You know, you can participate in discussions like this if you check that out. Anyways, so I asked you guys. I got some good replies there. And then, you know, obviously, like I said, I've been thinking about it. I'm going to give my thoughts. So first segment, uh, I'm going to be talking about maybe why I think the Blues might not even have a true traditional breakout player on their roster this year. And then second and third segment, I'm going into some of the names that you guys mentioned, some of the names that I've been thinking about, um, et cetera, et cetera. So why might the Blues not have a breakout player this season? I know that's sort of a, maybe a hot take. 
Um, and kind of sounds a little bit crazy because I think they're going to have some players that improve. But if you look at the way that breakout players are considered and you look at, you know, guys that Blues had breakout last year or the year before that, you think of a couple of names. One guy you think of is Robert Thomas. Um, Robert Thomas is a guy that's been up and coming for a few seasons now. Uh, he's always been pretty good, but last season and a little bit the season before, he really started putting up the numbers. I, I would consider last season a breakout season for Robert Thomas, something that we kind of all expected out of him eventually, um, but took a few years for him to get there, and then the numbers followed. And then another example I would say would be Jordan Cairo two seasons ago. Similar, you know, really fun to watch, heck of a player, young, you know, and then all of a sudden he put it all together and had a torrid season um, this year and last, or la- two seasons ago and last season, I should say. Um, and then another guy is Ivan Barbashev. Again, young. Uh, we knew what we had with him. You know, he was more of a defensive-minded player. And then all of a sudden, he comes out, scores 25 goals, and has an offensive explosion. That's what I think of. When I think of a breakup player, I think of a young player who's been in the organization for a few years now that has been putting up good numbers, not great numbers, but good numbers. Um, and then all of a sudden, they kind of explode. And I don't think there's any candidates on the Blues roster to fit that mold. Traditionally, I think the only guy that really jumps out is Scott Perunovich, and I'm going to get into him a little bit later. Uh, but last year was kind of his first full season in the NHL, and he barely played 5v5 minutes. Um, he didn't play a whole lot in general. Um, so even if he has a really good year this year, I guess you would consider that a breakout, but that would more so just be like his rookie year. You know, even though last year he was, it was his rookie year. I think if Scott Brunovich gets consistent 5v5 minutes on the, you know, top six defensive pairings, um, it wouldn't even be a breakout. It would more so just be expected. You know, when I think of a breakout year, I think of a guy that's been right on the cusp of doing something special for a few seasons now and then breaks through like Jordan Kyrie two years ago, like Robert Thomas last year, like Ivan Barbashev last year. Um, but that's not to say that there aren't going to be players that improve. I think of all, you know, Scott Brunovich, I think he'll improve. Jordan Cairo, I think he'll improve. Robert Thomas, I think he'll improve. Uh, heck, even, you know, the older guys, Justin Falk, Tori Krug, Nick Letty, guys that have been, you know, kind of still working their way, fitting into the system more and more. Good players can be, I think, even better. In terms of breakout players, though, I think there's really no one that would catch me by surprise if they had big seasons. I think we're going to get big seasons out of then the usual suspects, Jordan Cairo, Robert Thomas, Ryan O'Reilly, Braden Shen, um, defensively Justin Falk, Tory Crew, Colton Franco, etc. There's really nobody in my mind that has the potential of coming in and just establishing themselves as a stud on this team that we didn't see coming. And that's nothing against the St. Louis Blues. They have so much depth and so much talent on their roster that there really isn't room for that. You know, maybe on a lesser team, a guy like Jake Neighbors would have played the whole year with St. Louis last year, struggled a little bit, and then would have been poised to have a really solid, you know, second season, sophomore season this year. But since he was, since the Blues had so much depth, and since he never really had a role um, that was fit for his game, he got sent down uh, after after his nine game stint. So this would still be his rookie rookie season. I don't think you consider a rookie a breakout player. I think a rookie is a rookie. So. I don't know. It kind of sounds like gibberish, but that's sort of my take on why I don't think there's going to be really anyone that jumps off the page that we didn't see coming. I think it's going to be more par for the course. You know, you're going to get what we expect out of certain players, but I could be wrong. And that's why I'm dedicating the second two thirds of this episode, not the second two thirds, but the last two thirds of this episode talking about players that I think could technically be considered breakout players. You know, I'm going to go through some of the Twitter replies. Um, that you guys mentioned, and then I'm going to give him some of my own thoughts as well. But before I get into that, I want to tell you guys about today's sponsor, and that is Built Bar. Now, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs, you are depriving yourself of truly one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor, 
delicious indulgent cookie dough. So what a built puff is, if you guys have had a built bar, you know, it's got that delicious chocolatey coating. A regular built bar kind of has that protein bar filling, you know, it's, 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 it's thick, it's chewy, it's tasty, it's delicious, but the opposite end of the spectrum are the built puffs. Now, instead of having the, you know, the typical protein bar filling, they have like a nice marshmallowy filling. It's, it's, it's impossible to describe, you know, there's nothing else like it, but it is truly delicious. And I have yet to try the cookie dough chunk puff flavor, but if it's as good as the rest of the built puff flavors, it is going to be unbelievably tasty. They taste like desserts, but they're good for you. Uh, cookie dough chunk puffs have only 160 calories and a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. So run to built.com, snag a box for you and the family. It'll be the perf- perfect treat. Or if you're like me, you have to find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your entire order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right. So earlier on Twitter, I sent out a uh, a question. I asked you guys who is going to have the biggest breakout season for the St. Louis Blues. I got a couple replies. I'm going to go through them in chronological order. And the first one I thought was pretty interesting. The first one, first one says Pavel Buchnevich. And you may be thinking, sort of how I thought, Josh, how the heck can Pavel Buchnevich have a breakout season? He was one of the best offensive players on the St. Louis Blues last year. Uh, he's a tremendous talent. You know what you're getting out of him. I think Pavel Buchnevich has the potential to be the highest scorer on this St. Louis Blues team. Uh, I think there's a legitimate opportunity for Pavel Buchnevich to come in and put up 100 points. Um, I think there were flashes last season where he looked like the most dominant offensive player on the team, and then he just fell out of rhythm a little bit here and there. But I think with a year under his belt of learning the system, learning what Craig Ruby likes, learning what his line mates like, et cetera, et cetera. He could be poised to have a, you know, enter his true prime. He's at that age where you could definitely argue that he's in his prime, but that first real year of legitimate production happens at different times for different players. And Pablo Buchnevich has been plenty good, but if he does have a next level and a next tier to his game, which I honestly think he might in terms of the offensive production standpoint, I think there's a very good chance we see it in this upcoming season because, like I said, he has a year under his belt. He learned the system. He learned how the Blues play. He learned how he can thrive in that system. uh, And he can build on what was a spectacular season last year and being even better this season. So I like that Pavel Buchnevich pick. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense in the traditional sense of a breakout player because Buchnevich is already an established player in this league. But I think he can take a step up and really enter himself into a, you know, top 15 top 10 in his position argument if he is able to have the growth that I think he's capable of moving on from Pavel Buchnevich the obvious one Jake Neighbors now I made the argument earlier why I don't think Jake Neighbors would be considered a breakout player you know I think a breakout player is someone who has already established themselves somewhat in the NHL or with a team that then takes a next step and and you know reaches their full potential and I don't think Jake Neighbors if and when he breaks out with the St. Louis Blues I don't think it'll be next year I think there's a very good chance that he comes in and, and has a tremendous rookie season and you know we're looking at him as one of the the features of the future core alongside Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. Uh, but I don't think I would consider that a breakout season necessarily. I think that would more just be, you know, a damn good rookie season. Um, I think he could be a breakout player for the St. Louis Blues. I think there's a chance that the league is going to have a, a pretty good knowledge of who Jake Neighbors is by the end of the 2022-2023 season. I really hope that's correct. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, in that sense, he could absolutely be a breakout star for the St. Louis Blues. I think potentially he could find himself in, in, in the Calder conversation. Um, he looked really, really good in his nine game stint with the Blues last season. He looked really, really good uh, in juniors. You know, he captained his team to a, a championship. Uh, he has the leadership capabilities. He can play anywhere in the lineup. And that's the big thing is I think if Jake Neighbors has a spot in this lineup, it honestly could be on the fourth line. Um or maybe the third line. But even then, you know, he's not going to have the biggest opportunity to put up numbers offensively. Similar to what we th- saw before Robert Thomas and Jordan Kyrou broke out when they played, you know, down the third line. Craig Ruby stressed defense first and the offense came later. I would suspect we see something similar with Jake Neighbors, but that doesn't mean he's not going to be a great player. I think all of those things like the defense and, and the positioning and the passing, the things that kind of Will be that would be the first steps of him establishing a role with the St. Louis Blues. I think he excels at those aspects of his game uh, and could very well come in and be a really good player um, without the offensive flash. You know, it's it's rare for a Blues player to come in and put up big numbers in their rookie year because Barubi needs you to earn his trust. He needs you to show that yeah, you might be the most skilled player on the team, but if you don't know the system, if you can't play reliable defense, if you don't back check, if you don't, if you turn the puck over too much, he's not going to play. We've seen that with Jordan Cairo. You know, Jordan Cairo is putting up four points a night, but playing only 11 minutes because Berube just doesn't trust him yet. And as frustrating as that is, I think it makes for a better product in the long run and it makes for a more motivated player in the long run. And that's what we could see with Jake Neighbors. I know another reply is Zach Bolduck. Um, I'm going to say all the same things about him. Um, I don't think Bullduck has as high of a chance as Jake Neighbors to be a regular on the roster this season. Uh, I think Neighbors is is the guy that will come in and, and, and play as like the young stud, if anyone. I would love to see both of them on the roster, but I think Bullduck is maybe still um, a year away. Excuse me, in that aspect. Um, I think it's similar to where Jake Neighbors was last year, where like, is he capable of playing on an NHL roster? Yeah, but would he be better off having a year in AHL or, or juniors to progress more on the first line rather than being like a 13th forward on the roster, I think that's where Zach Bolduck is going to end up. So I think both of those guys are prime breakout candidates, like the next guys to break out for the St. Louis Blues. I don't know if it's going to be quite this season. Um, now here's one reply that I got a couple times um, that I think is my number one pick, and that is Scott Perunovic. And he's the only one that really fits the mold of, I, of how I described a breakout player. You know, you know what you're getting out of Scott Perunovic to an extent. Last season with the St. Louis Blues, Scott Perunovic was a really good offensive defenseman who thrived on the power play and couldn't really do much at 5v5. He showed flashes. You know, every once in a while, he showed that he could potentially be a capable 5v5 defenseman. Um, I, I think defensively, He's lacking, but he showed potential there. Like that's the biggest reason why he's not out there five v five. Is offensively he's fine, but defensively he might just get targeted a little bit too much. Um, and I think he showed flashes last year of proving that he can be a capable five v five defenseman, just purely from a defensive aspect. I think offensively we know what we're getting with Scott Brunovich, and you know he was great on the power play. He put up decent amount of points here and there, especially for a rookie defenseman, especially for an undersized rookie defenseman. Um, so I think the offense is kind of going to stay the same. Um, you know, he can't get much better. He's very, very skilled. But if he is able to earn more trust um, defensively and get 5v5 time and not just be a, a seventh defenseman who's only really plays on the power play, the offensive numbers will follow. I think he can put up some good points um, at 5v5 as well as on the power play. And if he gets more minutes, gets more ice time, not only will he get more points, but it'll mean that he's turned himself into a much more complete defenseman. That's why I think Scott Prunovich is sort of the, the primary breakout candidate for the St. Louis Blues in terms of um, 
what it will take to 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 get him to that next level. So if I had to make one pick, I would say uh, Scott Perunovich. In this upcoming third and final segment, I'm going to be reacting to one more player you guys think might have a breakout season, and then just giving my thoughts um, on the whole concept of of breakout players for the Blues in general and what a few guys breaking out could mean for the team next season. Make sure you stay tuned for that. Be right back. All right, without further ado, let's wrap this one up. Got another reply talking about Papa Buchnevich just now while we were recording. Well, good news for you. I pretty much spent the whole first half of the segment talking about him. Another guy that I thought was interesting, I got one reply, and it's Jordan Cairo. And you may be thinking, how the heck could Jordan Cairo have a breakout season? You know, he was an all-star last year. Yes, he was. Jordan Cairo was an all-star last year. However, post-all-star break, he was getting benched in third periods. He was getting sent down to the third line. He was playing 11 minutes a night. You know, he just didn't look like himself. And that is the biggest hurdle that Jordan Cairo has had to overcome in his career. It happened in his first true breakout season two years ago, where he started out the year on fire and then just disappeared in the second half of the season. This most recent season wasn't as egregious. He started out the year on fire, slowed down pretty significantly in the second half, but still produced enough to be a point-per-game player. Um, I think if Jordan Cairo was able to figure out how to have a complete 82-game season, similar to Pavel Buchnevich, he could be a 100-point player. He was on a 100-point pace for a decent chunk of the season before he hit his wall, before he slowed down. Um, and I think if he can sort of put it all together, earn Berube's trust, be a little bit more reliable defensively, uh, stop turning the puck over as much, stop trying to you know put your head down and do it all yourself, make the necessary passes, all those cliches you've heard said a thousand times. But if Jordan Cairo can do that and turn himself into a more complete player, and then he'll just simply have the ice time to put up the points at the pace that we all know he can. The reason why he slowed down last season was, yes, he was playing worse, but also it was sort of a vicious cycle where he would have a rough shift or whatever and then get benched and then be get too much in his head, and the next time he would get out there, he would feel the need to prove himself and have another rough shift and get benched, rinse and repeat. If he is able to just have that that freedom and that flexibility to you know, play his game, but also in a way that Ruby likes, I think we'll be seeing a, a time where Jordan Cairo is a top six player consistently getting 18 plus minutes a night uh, and putting up a ton of points. So I hope we get to that point. Um, I love Jordan Cairo. He might be my favorite player to watch on the team, but it's also he's also one of the most frustrating players to watch on the team because I feel like we all know how skilled he is and how capable of putting up points he is, but sometimes it feels like he shoots himself in the foot and just, just thinks a little too much. So if he can get that ironed out, I think he could definitely have a breakout season in the sense that he reaches a, a tier of consistency that we haven't seen out of Jordan Cairo in the past. Now, do the Blues even need any breakout players? I would argue... Not really. I think the only thing the St. Louis Blues really need in order to have success next season from that aspect is natural progression. I think all of those things that I said, you know, Jordan Cairo becoming a more complete player, Scott Perunovich becoming a more complete player, Jake Neighbors coming in and having a solid rookie season, uh, other guys that I didn't really mention, you know, just, just improving in general. You know, if, if Robert Thomas improves the way that the Blues expect him to by giving him that massive extension, then he can become a first-line center. If Jordan Cairo can improve the way that a lot of us hope he does, he can become a first-line winger. If Scott Perunovich improves the way that we think he can, he could become a first unit power play defenseman and maybe a, a third pairing guy that still plays, you know, decent enough minutes. I could go on and on about how if players improve the way that we hope they do, the Blues will be better. That's just simple 
roster construction. You get young guys that improve, that make your team better. But that being said, I don't think the Blues really need some guy, one one guy to step up and have a great season. But I think they need pretty much every one of those guys I mentioned to improve as expected because they did lose David Perron and the defense is still not where it could be. And if they don't have internal improvement, both amongst the forwards and the defensemen, this team will have taken a step back. If every single player on the St. Louis Blues played the way that they played last year, the Blues are going to be a worse team. However, if the expected you know, younger guys improve the way that we expect them to, I think the Blues could be better than they were last year. But there's a lot that goes into that, a lot of variables. You know, It's not as simple as, oh yeah, every one of those guys, they'll play better and the Blues will be great. If any one of those guys doesn't improve, I think it hurts the team pretty significantly. And that puts an unfair amount of pressure on those guys because even if Robert Thomas doesn't improve off of last year, he still had a great season last year. Same goes for Jordan Cairo. Same goes for Scott Perunovic. They were serviceable NHL players. You can't, at the end of the day, you can't really complain about a guy that isn't a liability out there. But if those guys improve, then the Blues are in a really good spot. You know, same goes for Pavel Buchnevich. How the heck could you ask Pavel Buchnevich to improve? He was, like I said, one of their best players and one of their best, most consistent forwards. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, um, if those guys can can make the necessary improvements, I think, to push this team to the next level. Uh, but that being said, I'll have it all covered for you here on the Lockdown Blues podcast. We got through the whole episode without the Wi-Fi going out. It did drop for a second there in the middle. Uh, so if there was a bit of a bit of a portion of this video where I might have lagged out a little bit, that's why I'm hoping it fixed itself. You know, I can't really do a whole lot of uh, immediate maintenance with that. So that being said, thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button whenever podcast platform you're listening to me on. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at Locked On Blues. Hit the notification bell. That way, whenever I upload a new YouTube video, you'll be the first to know. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. You can follow Locked On Blues on all the various social accounts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.